Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the 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 I hope this crashes. Open the fucking door! Welcome to Midflight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How's it going, mate? Mate, I'm still in Melbourne, still trying to get to Queensland. Seen on the news, though, that you, uh, you've you done well up on the Goldie. A Sydney plane passenger has sparked a manhunt at Gold Coast Airport after slipping through a virus border checkpoint. Good morning to you, Army. Well, this guy tried every trick in the book to give police the slip. He arrived here on a plane from Sydney, and as is protocol, the passengers on that plane were being screened when authorities realised that this guy was wanted on a return to prison warrant. He- oh, Heggy. What have you done? Mate, I'm not fuck waiting in a queue. That's not my thing. I'll just scream <laughs> Queenslander. Usually I can get through places like this. I did that. Didn't work. Man, didn't have any shoes on. They didn't recognise me. Obviously, he's been, he is, the bloke is from Sydney as well. So he is officially your mate. That's right. Didn't board cunt. Your mate. Now I can use it against you. Your mate. <laughs> Sick. Well, he did, a, he did a little cheeky B&E while he's on the run on the street that I'm staying on. Man, it's so good as well. And, he, you could, yeah, so this guy flew in from Sydney, busted through a checkpoint and just ran off. He broke into a house um, to steal clothes. And did oh, you see the clothes? While he's stealing he, clothes, he, he stole a watch as well. Yep. Did you see he that? St- yep. He got the watch and some clothes and, um, fuck me, what a, what a Gold Coast uniform the guy grabbed. Some tight, light blue jeans and a white linen shirt. Yeah, well, he's clearly broken into a real estate agent's house. No shortage of them here. <laughs> Man, I just love, though, uh, Luch and Charlie and I still trying to get to Queensland. Um, Queensland Health Department haven't let us up yet, but they have let a bloke from Sydney with a return to jail thing out. They've let yeah. him fly in. What did, yeah, obviously they're a bit more lax in Sydney with that sort of thing. And he thought, oh, no, Gold Coast, they're serious about this. Mate, did you see the story the other day about the kid, the, well, he's not a kid anymore, but it, the article started with a privately educated Brisbane electrician cutting off another man's ball in a hostel? No, I did not. So a bloke from Sydney with a fetish, for um, he had a, like a, what sort of fetish? It's a fucked one. He wanted a nut cut out that was going to turn him on. So he's flown up to Brisbane 
and he's met a Sparky in a backpackers, and the guy's cut his ball out, just cut one of his Hang balls on. out. Yep. The fetishist wanted his own ball cut out. Yep. He wasn't just like a, you know, he was crook and thought, I'll save a few grand here. No. Well, make sure you make sure you get the correct one because yep. I'm going to lose a nut. Right. Yeah. Jesus. He wanted a nut cut out. So they've booked and in the a hostel. Agreed. Yep. Well, this guy apparently has done it a bit. They found some balls and stuff in his fridge. Um, so he's gone to the professional for that, for that fetish. But he just got a nut cut oh. out in a hostel. And again, all I could think was he was allowed in. He flew in yeah, from interstate. A... Oh, do you think they are sat at the airport? They go, have you got a, have you got a fetish <laughs> to get one of your nuts cut out? Sorry, you're not getting on the plane. I've never been asked that. <laughs> I've got a few questions about the fucking perp. How many nuts yeah. has he got in the fridge? And why is he operating out of a hostel? So, one of, yeah, the hostel was the bit that got me. Like, if you're going to have a stranger remove a ball, you can't do it in a hostel. Just book a hotel room. That's a big event. I, I don't feel right even thinking no, about it. No, Gross. it's not good. But one of the <laughs> one of the blokes at uh, Triple M in Melbourne is from Brisbane originally and went to school with the guy and had the best description for a lunatic I've ever heard. I said to him, oh, was he a bit weird at school? And he said, he was the bloke in grade five in a tree with a brick. Right. <laughs> Very good. Future nunchuck owner. <laughs> yeah, those cunts come to school with butterfly knife, nunchucks, <laughs> maybe yeah. a mace. I don't know. There's something about a, a primary school kid in a tree with a brick that you go, that oh, never, yeah. n- no success comes after that. <laughs> Just like, shut it no. down. Teachers aren't going near that. <laughs> You'd have to shoot him out. <laughs> So we we better get stuck in, mate. We've got a good, good bumper first part of our flight attendant special episode. It is. Coming up here. It's a big uh, two-parter episode all about flight attendants, and it's not any two-parter, Heggy. This is actually not many people have pulled this off before, but we have gotten to episode 20. The boys have made it. Two oh, zero. Yeah. I don't know that anyone else has ever done that. I wouldn't listen to twenty episodes of fucking anything. It's uh, good on the people who are. You losers. <laughs> Full respect. Our first, uh, our first sort of case here. There's, there's multiple, but uh, the first one is uh, Delta Airlines Flight Two Five Nine Eight. If you can cast your mind back to January twenty two, two thousand and sixteen. Oh, I'll allow that. We're looking at uh, LA to Minneapolis, Twin Cities, with an unscheduled stop in Salt Lake City. Um, two Spewing. Delta Spewing. flight your, attendants. Yeah, your, fl- your flight gets diverted. You land in Salt Lake City, and because it's Utah, not even full strength beer. Fuck. Oh, is that a Mormon thing? They don't mm. serve full beer. Yeah, I think they've got like two or th- two percent beer, two and a half percent beer. Well, that's two out of three because USA beer is generally about three percent anyway, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Fuck it is. Pussies. So, <laughs> you know they you know the light, you know, like um Miller yeah, Light, Miller Bud Light, light whatever. Yeah. That's not low alcohol. It's low carb. So it's right. like our our pure blonde and Carlton Dry and whatever. But Australia yeah. they couldn't sell it here in Australia as whatever light because we just won't have it. We think it's lower not. alcohol. Even if the thing on the label says otherwise. <laughs> Well, two two of these flight attendants, right? They've had a fist fight right in front of everyone on the plane. And that's that's exactly what you want to happen when you've forgotten to pack your earphones, isn't it? Like just <laughs> watch one of them. 
earphones have like they've changed the world. I reckon they're on nearly nearly every ear I see in public has got an earphone in. That's why you can get on a bus now, just cut loose. The driver's the only one who can hear farts now, and even him, <laughs> he's probably listening to fucking races or something on one of those old ones. Victimless crime. <laughs> there is, I saw a bloke walking down the street the other day with one of those portable. It wasn't a boom, but it was. I've only seen old blokes listening to races on them. That type of radio, yeah, yeah with th- the one ear bit, one earpiece. Well, yeah, there's Always the one ear covered pe- in wax, real long. But he had um, he had the antenna up. He was just walking along, listening to it. Oh, right. I think maybe that's okay. all it tunes into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only got that AM station where the races are. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if you get a phone for an eight year old, it can only call you. You know, yeah. if you get a special phone, I reckon. <laughs> There's the dead shit radio, <laughs> sky <laughs> racing, <laughs> dogs and horses. I see you see old blokes watching the cricket live, listening to the races on one oh. of those. That's commitment. Mm. Are you someone? Are you that. someone at the cricket? I've only ever been. I've only been to a proper cricket like a test once. Yeah, fuck, it was boring because it's at the MCG, and this comedian, mm. our mate Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, sorry, I should say your mate. Adam Rosenbachs, he got us tickets and uh, they're up they're up on the third level of the MCG and because it was the members, you can't drink outside. Oh, what? I didn't understand. What's the point of, what's the point of being a member? Yeah. What are the advantages? None. You have to wear a collared <laughs> shirt and you can't drink outside. Yeah. Sounds like Joby Yockey Peterson's Queensland to me. <laughs> Fucking collared shirts and shit. There were blokes there that were listening to cricket commentary while watching the thing live. I've been to five days of a test before, five full days, but I wouldn't do it now. It'd cost you about five hundred bucks, probably. And also, you got kids. You can't pull well, that yeah, off. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have five days. Yeah, man. My mate, when I was at uni, we went to watch Queensland win the Sheffield Shield for the first time ever live at the Gabba. They've been trying for a hundred years or something. It must have been about nineteen ninety three or four. Yeah, and uh, my mate pulled his son out of school to come because it was historical. <laughs> Loved yeah. it. His son was about eight. He thought, oh, he just called his son in sick that day. Went yeah. watch the last day when Queensland won. And then he thought, oh, I got away with that. The next day, front page of the paper, we lost him, lost his son at the cricket. Oh, no. And it's a picture, picture of the crowd and his son sitting there just thinking, where, where the fuck's dad? He's just sitting on the front page of the Courier Mail. <laughs> Were you guys blind? I reckon an early 90s oh. thing you can get, yeah, you can get yeah. maggot with yeah. your kids at the sport. Probably more oh, frowned sure. upon now. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nanny state. <laughs> so, anyway, so this, this sort of cat fight's going on and um, someone's reported to the pilot. Fair and enough. he's had to call ahead. He's had to call ahead to Salt Lake City. You reckon you're doing a cheeky scooch past the two flight attendants just having a mad punch on? As a member of the public? Yeah, yeah, to go and tell the pilot. You can't call from your seat. Oh, no, I think it was another flight attendant. Oh, okay. Why would, why would a customer... Do anything. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. True. You know, it's, it's going to fuck your day if you dob on them. But it was another flight attendant who did the dobbing. So, it, like, the pilot's called ahead. And you know how, like, how sort of formal they are when they're on their radio. Yeah, this is, this is, what, this is what the pilot had to say about it. Uh, we just have a flight attendant who is not able to perform their duties. Uh, I'm not calling it an emergency. Uh, but that's why we're diverting. We need to replace the flight attendant. What a great spin. We've got a yeah, flight attendant good. that's unable to perform their duties. Yeah. Not fuck well, me. It, it become these, apparent why they can't. Two of these are punching some, on. This is sick. 
Oh, that's how that's how risque pilots get the fucking nerds. I'd be straight on there going, mate, you're not going to believe this. It's a cat fight <laughs> just now. If I were a pilot, I'd be on the intercom just asking passengers who's got the best camera. You know, there's a goddamn cat fight going on, everyone. Probably involving pillows, feathers flying everywhere. Anyone got a kiddie pool in their carry on? Fucking attention passengers, m- remove all the jelly cubes from your trifle. Let's make a day of it. Fucking dorks. Well, the pilot said also, he goes, I need to hear from my flight attendants when we land. Yeah, mate, are they yours, are they, buddy? They're probably having a cat fight over who gets to take the ginger ale into the cockpit in the first fucking place. Patriarchy. <laughs> Every time there's a problem, there the bloody patriarchy is. Yeah, I was going to say, that. thank God the pilot said that in 2016 because 2020, if you refer yeah. to the flight attendants as yours, all of a sudden Mine. them having a punch on is, is your problem, not theirs anymore. <laughs> As it should be. That's only it's only like one hour into the flight when this is kicked off. The two FAs are slapping each other, pulling hair, squealing, etc. I mean, I didn't get any of these details. I'm just filling in the gaps. Um, <laughs> they're a bit cagey on details, Delta, as everyone is when they're you know when it's bad PR. Yeah, I don't like to. You don't get the fucking names. You don't get full details. But a third one's jumped in no, and tried no, to break it up. No video is the. That's the kicker to me. In 2016, everybody had a camera phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And where, have, where have they sent all those passengers? Are they on the island where all the 9-11 people are? Diego Garcia, the Malaysian Airlines, <clears throat> they landed having a party with them. That island is at <laughs> fucking capacity, I would think, these days. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of things going missing and ending up over there. Diego Garcia. Dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> The third flight attendant's jumped in to try and break it up. And uh, as a result of that, all three of these Jane Does were ejected from the game, including the one busting up the flight who earned herself a broken wrist for her troubles. Oh. There, was, there was an internal investigation, which means you can't get details. So we can only assume, though, that like a feather duster got snagged on a brass strap and flicked around and took the can of whipped cream out of one of their hands <laughs> at speed. In turn, hitting the fucking killjoy trying to stop the show on her wrist, broken. So she got she got kicked off too. And that's what you get for being a fun sponge sucked in, you fucking little dobber. <laughs> yeah, they, they wouldn't have been able to go. That's quite a long flight. And LA yeah. to Minneapolis, it's got to be at least three hours. Just, they're not going to punch on for three hours. Floyd Mayweather Jr., the best cardio, he's got about 36 minutes in him. I assume yeah. two flight attendants that have been skipping carbs for the last eight years, I don't think they're going to have the... You know, it's not exactly Lance Armstrong. <laughs> they haven't fucking <laughs> had their blood spun. <laughs> that's a that's a common misconception with fighting, isn't it? Yeah. Like, fights are over real fucking quick. Man, there's a reason that when people have an amateur boxing match, like some of my friends, sorry. Your mate. Some of my mates yeah. have done, uh, that it's like three two-minute rounds. Because even if you've been training for months, you fucking tuck it out. Oh, man. A two-minute street fight. Exhausting. Yeah. Unbelievable. Even with weapons and stuff that do most of the work. Bloody Knack hard it. work. So, yeah. Um, Could have just let him go. Isn't that the rule yeah, in the sky? Unless you're, unless you're threatening to bring the plane down, play on. Yeah, I don't think it looks good, people in uniform having a fight. But Delta, they're keeping storm about who the women were. Bit of, bit of time in the naughty corner, and away they go, straight back to work, I would think. They got to Salt Lake City, right, and the flight was grounded for 80 minutes, giving the passengers time to debrief about the catfight, maybe reenact it, that sort of thing. They had to sort out replacements for them. 
which to me, like it's almost as if all the marshals I keep hearing about on American planes, not to mention the handful of off-duty fucking sleeping pilots on board, couldn't just get up and serve a round of drinks. No, they can't, sorry. What's in it for me? I've got the wrong uniform on. <laughs> not really company men, are they? Just push the, um, push the trolley back. They don't be greedy. Grab one, pass it along. Yeah, for sure. Let's get there. Surely that's better than an unscheduled stop in 80 minutes of fucking downtime. And I think in America in particular, a lot of these stories are about American flight attendants and because I think American flight attendants, it's the only service industry job where there's no tips. Yeah, right. That's what you put it down to? I think I so. I think just, yeah. It might, not flying, be a that's contributing not great factor. for you, but no tips on top. Yeah. I think they don't have the temperament for it, but who does? Fucking decades of no gratitude and probably abuse. Fucking hell. I'd be swinging. We couldn't, couldn't get the names because Delta love privacy yep. to protect the rights and dignity of all employees, almost as if it's not the same airline who sacks 79-year-old flight attendant Ida Gomez-Yanos after 57 years on the job because she was getting paid 250 k per year and uh, oh. slash she stole a little carton of milk. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> how, much, how much was she on? 250 grand? 250K, but like 57 years on your job, I think your money goes up each year or each <laughs> period somehow, and she just, kept, she just waited it out. You'd Ended fucking up hope being so. The highest, paid, highest paid fucking flight attendant in the country. That's amazing. What a legend. Stole a little carton of milk, didn't she? As you, got- you do if you're on a quarter mill. They're, they're looking for anything to get rid of her at Absolutely. that point. Absolutely. Yeah, they've done a stock take on the fucking little milks. Hadn't, she hadn't called in sick for 40 years. See you, Ida. Fuck off. No go watch for you. Don't touch our milk. <laughs> they could employ well, six or seven people for her wage, but uh, they got her. Well, we put out, we, uh, we wanted to know if there were any flight attendants um, that had any stories about if they've kicked off on a plane or not, and somebody hit Dick. me up from, obviously, their name is, and I'll beep that out. Um, they're from a European airline, uh, and this person told me, a good one I remember was when we had a right old fuckwit on an international flight that wouldn't play nice. So in the end, we just rubbed a banana on one of his bags, told the customs guys we suspected he had suspicious stuff on him, I strolled past him in customs and the sniffer dog was having a great day. <laughs> Sick. Is this flying into Australia? No, this is overseas. Okay. Um, nice. <laughs> she said the best fight she ever saw, though, was there was a fight between an older woman who yanked on the dreads of a hippie in front of her because it fell over a TV screen on the back of the seat. Oh. Fuck, I've got stand-up about that. I've also had I'm the dreads. Side. I've also had the dreads over the seat. Fuck you. Dread or a ratty? Was yours a ratty or a dread? Man, I'm not flying anywhere where there's ratties. There's never a ratty in front of me on a <laughs> you know, plane. You fuck, oh. There fucking has been. I can guarantee it. There's been ratties on the up flight, here before. but no ratties oh, right. in front of me. There's no ratties yeah, in okay. front. I'll, I'll accept a ratty in the tube. <laughs> I have flown overseas with Brett Blake, future guest of this yeah. show, who's one of the drunkest fucking men I've ever seen. Rat tails in front of you, their days are numbered, aren't they? It's about it's to not, not be a rat tail. <laughs> About to be a little fistful of fucking <laughs> stringy hair. <laughs> but I, I reckon if you pull, I reckon it's almost like a, a, a skink's tail. Like I reckon if you grab a, 
if you grab a ratty with a bit of force, it just falls off. So they can turn I around reckon, quickly and defend themselves. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon if you pull one, the, the owner's eyes start spinning around. You get a fucking more chili. Like, <laughs> yeah, you reckon it revs them up? I reckon it, it pulls and it, you shoot off like oh, a little like car. A, like a spinning top, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the, um, the girls, right, the three girls, they're grounded at Salt Lake City International Airport where I assume they all got a shoe shine by Goodfellow's shoe shiners at the top of the escalator in Terminal 1 for that nostalgic birth of the class system feel, uh, followed perhaps by a novelty adult head-sized pretzel at Auntie Annie's or a yeast-free, vegan, sprouted grain, gluten-free and kosher parve bread at French Meadow Bakery. Well, I've got an actual French bakery. Well, well I've got to really say, it, uh, it, that sounds nothing like the French that I know. Try walking into any shop in France and try to get some... Get some fucking sympathy for your weak constitution and see what happens. I'm allergic to, are you? Fuck off. Get out of my shop, you coward. <laughs> Do they even have vegan in French? I've never, I don't think they know what it is. I'm they've, fair, they've heard of them. I'm a fair way through uh, Duolingo. There's been a fair bit of restaurant chat. Yet to hear vegetarian yeah. or vegan pop up. Well, oh, vegetarian is just vegetarian and vegetarian is oh. uh, vegan. Oh, but, all right. It's a mythical thing. Which sounds thing. like you're saying vegetarian in a mocking tone. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just making fun of you. Vegetarian. <laughs> Very French. Yeah, I can't. I, a vegan bakery in France. No good. Fucking no way. Doesn't happen. So um, that's a, that, they're stuck in Salt Lake City <laughs> International, cooling their heels, could still be there. I don't know. Not the only cat fight that's happened on a plane between flight attendants on American um, planes. I'm no, telling no, no. you, they There's- don't get paid enough. There's no tips, and I reckon the hours are extra shit. Because, you know, I America's view on unions. Customer. Unions are just trying to stop money. Yeah, yeah of course. You know, I'm trying yeah. to be number one, and these people all want <laughs> rights. <laughs> unions don't go well over there. Oh, you don't get to number one by fucking being fair on pay. No. Um, you've got to explore it if you want to be number one. So, so if you could sort of cast your mind back to September 2012. Oh, 2012. You've absolutely shitted in here. In one golden five-day period, there were not one but two flight attendant fights. Uh, we're looking at American Airlines Flight 3823 New York City to DC. Didn't get off the ground. Thanks to a flight attendant using her phone during the announcement by another flight attendant for everyone to turn off their phones. This irked the announcer who said words to the effect of, turn your phones off, everyone. That includes you, Beverly, or whatever right. fucking <laughs> details are about her name. Pretty scant with their in-house investigations. A couple of haymaker half fists later, the plan the plane just sat on the tarmac for four hours. Oh. I assume trying to find more staff. I don't know. Again, that's a short flight. That's annoying. Oh, man, imagine sitting on the tarmac for four hours for a one-hour flight. Fuck off. I'd run it. Same week in uh, September 2012, another catfight occurred on UA1214 from Raleigh, North Carolina, to Chicago. 6 a.m. flight. So everyone's on a front foot at that hour. <laughs> um, there, was a, there was a bit of post-dawn, don't fucking touch me, slash I'm not touching you, going on between the flight attendants. When they had to sit down for takeoff, one of them crossed their legs and accidentally brushed the other. 
and that's when the I'm not touching you spell was broken and uh, escalated into fisty cuffs. Plane didn't get off the ground there either. That's fucking great. Yeah. All I love fl- I'm not touching you. All the flights we've taken, the thing I've, the two things I've never had, I've never had a, an aborted landing and I've never seen even staff getting angry at each other. Yeah, right. I haven't, not, I haven't seen the snippety staff either. But, um, not looking hard enough, oh, I'm clearly. Sure. Yeah, they're, they're usually more discreet. They go to the galley for a few, you know, words between the teeth style, that sort of shit. You know, like, you, like when you grab a child's arm and you're talking to them harshly in a public place, <laughs> you just talk through the teeth. Yeah, a little pinch of the tricep, fuck you. Hey, <laughs> mate, sit in the car seat. <laughs> Another American Airlines. They are American, I have to say, all yeah. these ones because they fucking lose their minds. American Airlines flights 704 and... 705 Charlotte to Frankfurt return Thanksgiving trip November 23 2015 We're looking at Charlotte North Carolina USA it's not all cigars and baseball up there mate it's uh it's it's also home to none other than Joanne Snow flight attendant for the popular Charlotte Frankfurt route Well you know Maybe. this is good because the name's gotten out Yeah oh yeah that's when you know it's made the news Maybe before this particular incident, she visited one or more of Charlotte Airport's 12 Starbucks restaurants, just the 12. <laughs> I am a fan of coffee, but I'm never, never before a long-haul flight because a coffee before a long-haul flight, first of all, you're not going to sleep. Secondly, you are going to shit. Yeah. That's like never even, stopped you before, man. Even on a Melbourne to Sydney, I'm only a few sips, perk, perk me out, rest of the coffee's in the bin. Yeah, I'm right. not getting a 78 ounce, whatever the fuck they're giving you in America. <laughs> Here's all your calories for the next three weeks contained in one beverage. Well, I'll tell you what, if she, if she wasn't at one of the 12 Starbucks restaurants, perhaps she'd been at one of, one of Charlotte Airport's two farmer's markets where they <laughs> sell individually wrapped pieces of fruit, just like you get at a roadside fruit stall manned by a hayseed chewing hillbilly, or, or you pick yourself from the trees in the orchard. Fruit grows on trees now with barcodes already on it, evidently. <laughs> um, among other healthy snacks and grab-and-go items, farmer's market in an airport. Get fucked. Mm. What, are you, what are you getting there? You get nice cold cans of Coke with a bit of dirt still stuck to the bottom or something. <laughs> no, you'd get organic cola at the farmer's market. Yeah, f- Fuck off. You know, um, where you look on the back and they... Somehow they've got soda water with cinnamon in it, and they're telling me it's cola. You go, I don't. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it is. This has got zero sugar. What the fuck yes. is going on? Yeah, <laughs> I, have, you, have you ever had LA ice? Oh, most certainly have. You fucking have serious? Three liter two bottle, nine, mate. Tepid man <laughs> from Hoppers. <laughs> grab an LA ice, two liter. Get down the skate park. It's. Well, I don't know what the opposite of organic is, but that's it. <laughs> so um, anyway. Before flight 704 from Charlotte to Frankfurt, for all, the, all those Americans who love going to Germany for Thanksgiving, had taken off, she told an air marshal on board that she was a train wreck. Marshal said, fucking get on with it. Business as usual. Flight's going to go ahead. So it did, and they regretted that because during the flight, she's, she's had to slap a few of her colleagues, including her supervisor, and then punched an air marshal, probably the same one who didn't take her self-diagnosis at the start. Seriously enough. Fuck, she's clearly um, had too many bananas with the red wax tip at the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
No, non-GMO bananas. She's fired up. Yeah. Bashing Fuck. an air marshal. Fuck me. One of, one of the best parts of this story for me is, is the turn now where the next day on flight AA705 from Frankfurt to Charlotte, that's right, she went straight back to work the next day. I mean, not once have I been able to slap my colleagues in the face and punch one of them and then just roll into work the next day like it's no one's fucking business, clock on as per usual. Nothing to see here, shut up. Very American though, isn't it? New day, new me. Probably put up an Instagram quote or something. (laughs) That's in the past. (laughs) Live to love everyone. (laughs) Fuck, so So, she's um, got to fly back on the same flight and work it. Oh, Christ. I mean, this, this will surprise you too. Before the plane had even taken off in Frankfurt, bound for Charlotte, Joanne Snow had tried to disarm the cabin door while it Jesus. was taxiing this before is first being stopped. Flight. This is the second flight. Oh, second flight, sorry. Yeah. First flight, she just slapped a few people and punched the marshal. Fine, get on yeah. with it. Fine now on. she's tried to open the door before being stopped by a marshal. Don't know if it's the same one she punched. She did settle down, though, after that, thankfully, and completed the shift. And then... Back in Charlotte, she claimed the marshals were after her and tried to run through passport control. I mean, I don't claim to know anything or everything about American fi- officialdom, but I do know that they fucking hate that. Man, you see, that's, that's what happens when you've had 12 Starbucks lattes and caught a bit of the born identity on one of the screens. Yeah. Man, if <laughs> there's some Americans love, it's a, it's a border. They take their borders very, very seriously. They make them. <laughs> they just make new ones and man them. <laughs> With officials, uniforms, borders, and extreme force, the there's, fucking constitution. You know, the best part about the States too, there's a few airports around the world that if you're flying to America, they've just set up mini-America at that airport. So yeah. Yeah. Abu Dhabi's one, <laughs> Montreal's another one, where they're like, we can't be fucked dealing with you after your flight. We're going to get you pre-cranky. Um, so you do all the US check-in stuff and customs and immigration and everything in that country. And then once you walk through, they're like, yeah, pretty much in America now, except you're 14 hours away. Yeah, right. That's quite wise, actually. Other end, see you later. Man, it makes it, at the other end, it's like a domestic flight. You just hop off Mm. and grab your bag and go. Sick. That's good. I like that. Not enough room in airports, though, for every every country to have their own little bit. Yeah, I know. know? Just America. Yeah. I, I also... Like fundamentally, it's a bit strange in other countries just to say, like embassies and stuff. This is actually American soil. Yeah, you'll think you'll find it's fucking not. Yeah, I'm but at base. I'm not going to question you because you will fucking bash me or shoot me or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm at I'm at the fort, like you're a kid playing tiggy in the street. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm at home base. <laughs> An embassy is just home base. I'm at home base. Can't touch me. So. <laughs> Anyway, so this is uh, this has gone to trial, right? And the judge has said, "Hey, Snowy, have you retained an attorney?" And her reply was, oh. "Do you really want to know?" So I don't know what she's thinking there, saying that to a judge. <laughs> and then she said, "Answers it that her lawyer was lead prosecutor in New Hampshire, as well as a Republican. That's who he is. So they did want to know, and that's who he was." Um, <laughs> I. I went and tried to find a bit of dirt on her lawyer, but who mm. is he? He's only Peter Adolf. And when you're Googling Peter Adolf, Frankfurt, Germany, shit like mm. that, or anywhere for that matter, your computer 
gets clogged up with a few cookies. Yeah. Mate, your, I couldn't f- your cookies galore. You read the Unabomber's Manifesto, you type and add off Germany. Some worries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know? Did he win the case? There are, Adolf. There are actually <laughs> yeah. four, there are 46,000 Adolfs cruising around as we speak in modern Germany. But, um, and y- unless they're over the age of 85, no reason for that. Oh, it's insane. But you're not allowed to name your child Osama bin Laden. Oh, fuck. Nanny state. Just go and buy the stats. He's the, he's the less successful of I'm the terrorists a, of the 20th century. I'm surprised that Bogan hasn't done it. Or Osama, you know, O-Z-A-M-A-H. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be well, some did- Bogan Muslims out there. If you're a Bogan Muslim. <laughs> Give us a call. Uh, I um, well, you're allowed to call your kid Adolf Hitler in America if you want, hmm. and yet symbols are not allowed. What do you mean? You can't put the symbol in the name. Oh, that's what happened with uh, Elon Musk's kid. Oh, he tried to call it something fucking stupid, did he? Yeah, they did something where you have to go to the character. You have to go into character on Microsoft oh. Word to spell the rest of the name, mate. If it's yeah. not on a laptop keyboard, no. Nah. Oh man. Yeah. Like he even went I'd... past dollar sign, ampersand, percentage, you know. Yeah. It was beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> While studying, right, I found out that in New Zealand, someone tried to call their child anal and got told no. I also found out a Mexican judge, right, blocked yeah. a couple from calling their child Robocop. <laughs> that sounds unconstitutional to me. <laughs> so, um,. One interesting side note on Peter Adolf, though, is that he testified that in a courtroom where he was present, another lawyer, Nikita Mackey, slept through his client's trial, meaning that there was a miscarriage of justice, and 10 years into a 30-year sentence for racketeering, this dude was just set free. So feasibly, in North Carolina, where this occurred, you can just stay out late with your lawyer, be so boring in court that he or she, you know, women can sleep on the job too, falls asleep in the courtroom, and your case will just get fucking... Thrown out, go America. <laughs> oh fuck! They used to get like a like if a dodgy tradesman used to wire the electric chair and it had malfunctioned, they'd claim it was some hand of God palaver and a murderer just walked free with a few pats on the back. Sick. <laughs> Peter Adolf, though, he did he did, however, remain awake enough himself to get a plea deal for sixty-seven-year-old Joanne Snow, who was dressed in a black shirt, black slacks, and shackles. Interestingly, no anti-self-harm smock which seemed to be re- reserved only for ridiculing big-ticket offenders. Uh, well, Joanne doesn't than, seem to want to hurt herself. She was just keen to punch on with everyone else. Turned out, though, like rather than the 25-year maximum sentence plus half a million USD in fines for her two federal felonies, which is what I would have received, I think, even if I were res- represented by Perry Mason, she just got, she's got told to fucking take it easy or something. Simple assault. See you later which is assault by simpletons who can still somehow afford a rich person lawyer, not guilty by reason of insanity. Insanity? So, oh, mate, you're not going to believe this. In a, in a twist. In, you know what, though? That is, I'm not a lawyer, but I did do year 10 legal studies, and I think a good way to prove insanity is, hey, judge, she punched an air marshal, slapped some of her co-workers, and then turned up for a next shift. If that's yeah. not the sign of a fucking mental... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. 
<laughs> she tried to open the door. They stopped her. She did everything right. Like she did everything a lunatic's meant to do, and they forced her to work. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it's, that's they, they are probably culpable for putting her back to work, which I think they might have tried to do after this push on and, and charge them. But in a, in a final twist, you're not going to believe this. It wasn't actually Joanne Snow at all. They had all made a bit of a boo-boo. She wasn't responsible for any of this. The actual culprit was pres- prescription drugs. Oh, no. They've done it again. It's yeah. fucking prescription drugs. Oh, what more do they have to do? Man, if it wasn't for Zannies and Tramadol, I reckon there'd be three episodes of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get on a big farmer and send him a thanks. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> Victimhood's a fucking brilliant weapon now. Joanne Snow. Good on you, Joanne. What I'm, an absolute uh, legend. Yeah. She probably had a flight that day. Not guilty. She's put, she's heard the, the gavels hit the thing. She's put her badge back on, walked over to the airport oh, on got a the flight. Little wheelie bag next to her. Yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> Well, mate, that's, that's, part, uh, that's part one. That's part one of our flight attendant meltdown special. Part two will um, come out next week. There's a few more absolute legends that are going to make it onto our list. Thanks for the anonymous, well, I've got her name, but I can't tell anyone, our flight attendant, mate, and a few more messages are coming through that I'll get to next week. But uh, once again, that is Midflight Brawl. Thanks for listening in. We've got a new website, Heggy, midflightbrawl.com. Yeah, I saw it. I like it. Very got good. the dot. Com. Got it done. Get on there. There's merch on there. We finally got T-shirts made. Heggy, your your merch is up as well at lukeheggy.com. You're moving pencils? Oh, I'm shifting a few pencils. I'm back doing live gigs, so you shift a few more there. Better <laughs> than having to box them up and send them. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening in, and thanks for all the reviews and ratings on, on iTunes and Google Podcasts and all that stuff. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. See you, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.